0: After the blowout loss to Auburn and the heartbreaker against Kansas, what now for Indiana basketball? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. We're, of course, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to slash locked on and use code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Well, Indiana, Indiana basketball coming off of their last two losses, and one of them was pretty, and, well, I should say this, one of them was ugly, and the other one had a chance to be a nice victory. So, what now for Indiana, right? Where does this team go from here? What we're going to talk about is uh, the games coming up, what Indiana can learn, and hopefully what they learned, and kind of what this team, what I want to see from this team in these next few games as we get closer to the start of Big Ten play. Look, thank you so much for uh, making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. Thank you so much to the uh, Everydayers. You're the reason that we are doing so successful. We appreciate you. If you're on YouTube, be sure you like the video. Uh, Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Comment down below. You guys are very engaging. I love seeing that. I try to go through and read all of those. Uh, Like them or maybe not all, but I try to read most of them anyway and uh, engage with you guys as much as I can. So thank you so much for doing that. Also, if you're on any of the audio uh plat or po- podcasting platforms, be sure you subscribe on there. Turn on notifications so you know when we post every single day. What now for Indiana, right? Where do we go from here? Well, you had the blowout loss to Auburn in Atlanta. And then you had the almost should have been, could have been upset over the number two team in the country, the Kansas Jayhawks. And later on in the show, we're gonna look at the comments from uh, head coach Mike Woodson look at what he had to say after this loss. But just in my opinion, and kind of us having a conversation here, where do we go from here? Well, you look at the schedule, you have Moorhead State, North Alabama, and Kennesaw State. Those games on the 19th, the 21st, and the 29th, respectfully. And those are games, right? Take away what has just happened in the last two games. Those are easily winnable games for Indiana for pretty much any power five team power six team in college basketball, right? There shouldn't be a whole lot of stress there. There shouldn't be a whole lot of worry about these games, right? You're going to be favored big. You're playing at home. All of these are going to be games that you should win and win comfortably, but what needs to happen here? is I need to see more improvement. I think we can all agree that Indiana against Kansas the other day on Saturday played their best game of the season. Can we all agree to that? I mean, can we all say that Indiana played their best game of the year uh, against Kansas? Because I think they did and I don't think it was close, right? They were winning. They were maintaining the lead for at least 30 minutes of the game, if not longer. And You had every chance in the world to win. You just let a better team, a top two team in the country, take advantage, right? Come back and eventually win the basketball game in a tough environment on the road. But I think Indiana, as we've said a lot of times after games this year, I think they have gotten better. I believe that. I really, really do. I believe this team got better. And... No, it wasn't a perfect game by any means. There were multiple things they could fix. So that's what we're looking for, right? I want to continue to see Khalil Ware, Malik Renu, and McKenzie Baco be aggressive, right? But also, we've got to get some help for those guys, right? We have got to get some help for those three gentlemen. Gabe Cups, you're a great player, man. And he is a leader. Even as a freshman, he is very well-spoken. I'm very impressed with him early. But man, some offensive production would be nice, right? Just a little, just a little help would be okay. Trey Galloway, that has to happen constantly. And I know I said we need help for those guys. If Galloway can play like that, absolutely. Indiana's going to win some basketball games. But here's the question. Does he continue to play at that high level? Or does he kind of take a step back and go back to where he was? Nobody's expecting that performance. Nobody's expecting a career night each and every time that Trey Galloway steps out on the hardwood. But I don't think it's it's too much to ask for him to do 20 points a night, 15 points a night, and dish it out a little bit, not turn the ball over. I don't think that's all that bad. Do you? I don't think so. And so if he can do that, right? And at some point, Xavier Johnson get healthy. I mean, nobody really knows what the timeline is there. He's still in a boot, which is not a great sign. Um you also got to get some help from your bench. And that's why I bring this conversation up because I think these next three games is a really good opportunity for your bench to get more involved, for your bench to do something, right? I mean, to literally do something. I said this on the on the bonus episode reacting to the Kansas loss. Mike Woodson learned his lesson about playing the starters, right? Because they are just better than the bench right now. But those guys have to be better. That's not that's not a good thing. You don't want to be stuck in that position. You don't want to be stuck in the spot where, well, I've got five players, I've got five starters. If it's not one of these guys we're we're done for, right? we're 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 screwed. If it's not one of these five, uh, we can't trust our bench, that's not a good spot to be, right? You don't want to be there. So these next three games against Morehead State, North Alabama, and Kennesaw State before you open up Big Ten play on the road at Nebraska, This is the opportunity for the bench to come in, play a a significant amount of minutes if the starters can come in, take care of business, really in the first, I don't know, 15 minutes, right? Come in, play most of the second half I would like to see. I don't think you play close games against these teams, but heck, you never know. We saw them early with this team, right? Right you can bring in guys like Anthony Walker, who I do think could be effective here. I really do. He can be effective with the basketball in his hands. Peyton Sparks, he's going to be on the floor, man. He needs significant minutes. Even Anthony Leo, who's been playing some more guards since Xavier Johnson has been out. They have to get time on the floor because guess what? They didn't really learn or gain any experience from the Kansas game because they didn't play. And when they did, they weren't out there very long, which was the right call, but you get what I'm saying here. Right. So we asked the question, what now? That's what's now. That's what's next. You have three opponents. You should run out of the gym, get better, develop, continue to play nice defense, right? Continue to play good defense inside and out. I know that's where Kansas kind of got their bread was inside, but your three point defense looked a lot better and continue to force turnovers to get out and run. That's where this team is great. Indiana can run, they've proven it. They can run. And you just got to get better quality minutes out of your bench. So these next three games, that's what I look for. I look for stress-free wins. I look for development. I look for growth. I look for learning. And I look to be a for this to be a prepared, confident, fun-having team by the time you go on the road and play Nebraska on the third, which is a Wednesday, I think. So that's what I look for in these next few games. That's what's now. That's what's next. For Indiana basketball, significant bench minutes, improvements, and let's build this confidence back up in the team and in the fan base too. You guys, we can't give up yet. It's an early season. It's just now getting into late December. We've got a long way to go. So that's what I look for over the next few weeks as we turn the new year and get into Big Ten play. Coming up here on the show on Locked on Hoosiers, we'll talk about and take a look at the comments from head coach Mike Woodson. We like to do that on this program. Kind of look at what the head coach had to say after the Kansas game and see if he gives you any more confidence or maybe gives me some more confidence as well after that Kansas loss as we move forward into a new week. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you Well, let's take a look at what head coach Mike Woodson had to say after the loss to Kansas. We've done this quite a bit on the show and there's been some, some good quotes from head coach Woodson. And there's been some that have been very controversial, right? And I am, uh, I'm, I'm taking these from uh, Hoosiers. Now the, uh, sports illustrated site for, for Indiana, they had a nice article on this kind of breaking everything down and. So it starts out talking about how Indiana led consistently throughout the game. And then Kansas made six of their last eight shots. He said, what did you see in those last four or five minutes? Which I think we can all agree was kind of where the whole thing broke down, right? Kind of where the game got away from Indiana. And he said, I don't think our defensive intensity was there the second half like we started the game and finished the first half. They picked their defense up. He said it was obvious. They held us through 31 points. And we gave up 43. For the most part, I thought we played a solid game, but they made the plays coming down the stretch. The two threes they made were huge, which is true. Then the two buckets Dickinson hit in the paint was kind of the difference in the game coming down the stretch. And he's right. He's right. Because guess what? Kansas played a 40-minute basketball game. They did. Kansas played the entire game. They never panicked. They never gave up, right? We talked about that on the reaction show over the weekend. And Indiana did not put 40 minutes together. They played great for 35 minutes. They played great. They played wonderful. They were the better team for 35 minutes. But then they, I don't want to say they got complacent. I don't think that's the right word I want to use there. It's a word used often, but I don't think that's what I want to use. I just don't think they, they didn't match what Kansas was bringing down the stretch. And that's tough to do. That's really, really tough to do when a great team like Kansas turns it on late and you have to match that after you've been playing really high for basically the entire game. So, yeah, it came down to Kansas making shots. I think the Hoosiers' defense gave in a little bit. And the offense also kind of struggled. And I think that comes with a, an effort, an execution thing. Two words we've used on this show quite often. A question about Trey Galloway uh, said, um, something you thought you could take advantage of with him or something you planned differently with him, what was the individual effort? He said uh, he had a good game. It was good to see because he's had his ups and downs this season, but tonight he had a solid basketball game. I just hope that he can build on that. And again, I think that's all we can hope for. We hope that we get that consistently right. Again, you can't bank on damn near 30 points a game, but what you can, what you should rely on and want from him is the consistency factor. And hopefully this is a confidence booster for him because I think it's all been up here. And I'm pointing at my brain, right? It's all been in his head, I think. And I've said that before. And Galloway's too good of a player not to be a factor. And Indiana needs him. They do. They desperately needed him to do that. And you see what happens when he plays at his best. The Hoosiers can run with anybody. They just ran with the number two team in the country when Galloway plays his best ball. Uh, he talks about uh, Khalil Ware. He said, well, I thought he did a good job early on. He said, I thought the two buckets that we gave up, we gave up a layup to Adams, which we didn't take a foul. Um, he said, it was Ware that let him lay it in. Then the two buckets that Dickinson got in the paint, I thought were huge, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, he said, I don't know if Ware was tired at that particular time, but he just didn't battle him like he did in the first half throughout that game. I uh, said, I thought those two shots were huge for them coming down the stretch. And, and let me come to Khalil Ware's defense here. He had a tough job. Him and Malik Renew had tough jobs in this game. Having to guard Hunter Dickinson for an entire basketball game is really tough to do. I mean, that you could see it, right? You could see his physicality. He's always in the right spot. He's always making the right play. And the guy's touch and finesse is like basically no other player in college basketball at his size. And so was Khalil Ware tired near the end? Probably. Yeah, probably i'd be tired shoot i was tired watching him right but that's not an excuse at this level this is college basketball this is division 1 power 6 college basketball this is indiana and kansas that can't be an excuse that can't be a problem here anymore so if he was tired and worn out then i'm sorry you got to find a way to go through it man power through right that that's what i say power through because that cannot be an excuse in a game like that. Find something. Adrenaline. I don't care what it is. Find something and balance it out. Uh, Mike Woodson was asked, you mentioned that Kansas picked up their defense in the second half, held you to 33% from the field. Uh, he asked, talked about the adjustments that they made. Uh, he said, we had Malik and McKenzie both in foul trouble, which, gosh, that was, that was so huge. And... Foul trouble across the board, not just for the Hoosiers, for Kansas as well. Just a a wonderful game that got ruined because of that. I had a whole rant about that on Saturday, but it still bothers me here on a Monday. right? I'm still frustrated with college basketball as a whole because officials are just so whistle-happy. And, and why do you want to affect the game like that because you're power-hungry? I'll never get it. I'll absolutely never get it. Um This is a really good question and a really interesting answer from head coach Mike Woodson. The question is, I know there are no moral victories in this program. That's the number two ranked team in the country. You took them nose to nose. How much can you benefit from that going forward with these guys knowing that if they just play a little bit better than they're capable of competing at that level? Great question. Here's what Mike Woodson had to say. He said, well, it's really the first game that we've had. We've been in a lot of close games, even the early games we've had, and we didn't cave. He said, I thought tonight we didn't make the plays defensively that we needed to make in a game like this, but it's a game that we can definitely build on, especially after you come out of a game like the Auburn game. I didn't know which way we would go. I thought we played pretty well. You got to tip your hat to Bill and his team, Bill Self, of course. And because they did everything they needed to do to secure the win down the stretch, we just didn't get it done. And that's where I want to wrap up this segment is, look, we didn't know what this team was going to do. We didn't know what this team was going to look like coming out of the Auburn game. It would have been very, very easy, right? Very, very easy for this team to say, well... Auburn just took us up and down the floor. Number two team in the country. We're just going to get rolled today. Let's just go in here and get it done. Get it over with and move on. We've got easier games coming up, right? But they didn't, right? They went back to the drawing board. They did learn a few things. And I think they got better in this game. And Indiana fought for 40, well, 35 minutes, really. And you just let a better team win at the very end. And so, you know, Woodson admitted that he didn't know which way his team was going to go. I would like to have think the coach was hopeful, right? But you're all, you're a coach. You can only do so much, right? When game time comes and the ball is tipped, at that point, you, you can only coach what's happening in the game. You can't control how they, how they play and react coming out of a loss like the Auburn game. And so I think we're all proud of, of what we saw effort-wise for the most part, response-wise for the most part. But there are no moral victories. Guess what? You lost again, two games in a row. Now one you were never in, but this one you were, and you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as like, well, that was a number two team. We were never going to win it anyways, or, or you could look at this and you could say, guys, we just ran with the number two team in the country. How do we do that again? And if we get in that spot, which you will when you're playing Purdue in a couple of weeks as you get into Big Ten play, how do we do it and get over that hump, right? How do we secure that win when, right, W-H-E-N, when we're in that position again? Because you can't tell me that Indiana's not going to run with some teams this year. You can't tell me that if they play like that, they're not going to run with Purdue or Michigan State, who got a nice bounce back win over Baylor this weekend, which I don't know where that came from, but you see what I'm saying. When Indiana gets in that spot again, that's where they have to, to come out on top. So that's what you take out of a game like that. And there's a lot more comments from Coach Woodson, but those are the ones I wanted to read because it talked about Galloway, talked about Ware, and it talked about no moral victories. You just got to learn, man. That That's the biggest thing with so many new faces and Mike Woodson getting some criticism throughout this season you've got to find a way to to come out on top when you're in that spot again. And so we'll see what happens, right? You have these three games coming up, which we've talked about. You have a chance to get better, fix some things, get some guys some more minutes, build some more confidence before you get into Big Ten play. Because at that point, it's on. It is on. You've got to start winning games at that point. you got to start building your resume for the NCAA tournament. And I think Coach Woodson knows that. I think this team knows that. And I think we all know that as well. Well, coming up here on the show, we'll take a look around IU Athletics, take a sidestep from men's basketball. I want to update you on the women's side of things in basketball, plus some Indiana football news when it comes to uh, the transfer portal, when it comes to uh, high school commitments, right? We got a lot coming up this week about that as well. That's what we'll talk about coming up in just a second here on Locked on Hoosiers. Well, with Indiana Athletics taking a look around Basketball first. We'll start with the. I uh, will start with women's hoops to uh, get us started in our final segment. And again, I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. If you're still with us here on YouTube, uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel, please. If you're on your podcasting platforms, a reminder: we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. So be sure uh, that you turn on your notifications uh, when we post new shows each and every single weekday. Indiana women up to 15 now in the latest AP poll as of this uh, recording for the podcast. That includes an 8-1 record in that road win over Rutgers in their first Big Ten game by 10 total points. And here's the thing for this women's team. Look, they're really good, and they took that early tumble against Stanford in probably the worst performance you'll see this, this girls' team play in, right? They've got two more tune-up games, Evansville and a bowling green. And then they get into big 10 play. And the problem with big 10 women's basketball is I I just don't know how competitive it is. I just don't think it's going to be very competitive top to bottom, right? The ones at the top, Indiana, um, Ohio state and Iowa. Yeah. You, you, you've got some really good teams there. We know what Iowa is with Caitlin Clark, but this Indiana team is is really good, man. Look at some of their stats so far this season through, through nine games. Mackenzie Holmes still doing her thing, right? She's got 19 points. She averages 19 points on the season and averaging six and a half rebounds. When somebody, I don't care, men or women, whatever level you're at, when you have one player at her position, because she is a forward, right? She's not some monster center down low like a Khalil Ware on the men's side right when you have a player who is your leading scorer and your leading rebounder that means they're doing something right and that's exactly what Mackenzie Holmes is doing she's aggressive with the ball in her hand she crashes the glass on both ends and she's just the overall leader for this women's team so I expect them uh, to roll in the next couple of games. They will have, um, I mentioned they will have Evansville and Bowling Green to finish out this year. And they actually, which is kind of crazy, they play Illinois to start Big Ten play on New Year's Eve, because that's a Sunday when a lot of these women's games are played. uh, They are playing that on New Year's Eve. So uh, if you have, and that's at home in Bloomington. So if you were looking for something to do before you go out and do your thing for New Year's Eve, go check out the women's team. They'll open up with Illinois, Michigan, at Nebraska, Penn State, and then on the road against the number four currently ranked Iowa Hawkeyes on Saturday, January 13th. So those are the first five games for the Lady Hoosiers and should be a good entry into Big Ten play, right? Should be a good kind of couple stepping stones to get into it. And then, bam, you're on the road at number four, Iowa, a really, really talented squad. So looking forward to that. We'll continue to update you on the women's basketball as they are climbing the ranks slowly, but surely. And look, they're they're better than 15th in the country. I think we can all agree on that. So we'll keep you updated on how that goes uh, over the next couple of weeks as well. On the football side of things, want to start with some interesting news. Have you seen this yet? Have you seen where the fired and former Indiana head football coach, Coach Allen, have you seen where he's supposed to be going? He's going to remain in the Big Ten, and Indiana's going to see him again because he's being hired as the Penn State defensive coordinator. How do we feel about that, Hoosier fans? How do we feel about him remaining in the Big Ten, and not just remaining in the Big Ten, but going to a pretty good program as the defensive coordinator? I find that really interesting, and I know that's got it. he's got that in his background. I know all that, but I don't know. I just think it's a, I think it's kind of a gamble, don't you think? I think it's kind of a gamble, but hey, we'll see what happens. And look, best of luck to him. I know it didn't end very pretty here at at Indiana, but look, best of luck to him, and we'll see, kind of see how that goes Uh, a couple of updates you have a a commitment in the high school ranks a 2024 defensive back uh Dontre Henderson uh from North Carolina go watch this guy's film man he is a he's just a pure athlete I mean he is an athlete six foot one 170 pounds from Chambers High School over in Carolina that's the 16th commit now for head coach Kurt Signetti and out of the high school ranks right you still got some portal stuff going on And he is on the trend, right? He's another one of those James Madison guys that was committed to JMU and Kurt Signetti and is now coming and committed, right? Not signed yet, committed to play for Indiana. And look, some of these guys may not be the highest rated in the world. Some of them may not even be the biggest names in the class, but I think we have to just kind of sit back and wait, right? Sit back here. Wait and see what's happening. See if some of these recruits are going to pan out. And look, for for Indiana, you just got to take what you can get right now with a new head coach. And the fact that all of these guys trust him enough where they want to follow him, right? These high school recruits want to follow him and be a part of his program at a new place where they're not super familiar with probably. Uh, I think that speaks volumes. But at the same time, I think we just have to wait and trust and see what his high school recruiting is like and see if he is able to pick the good ones. And then eventually you can start using the Indiana name, hopefully some more NIL money for Indiana, right? And hopefully use some wins in the program as well to help you get some of those bigger names. So um, I'm excited about this guy. Go watch his film, Dontre Henderson uh, as a, As a junior, last year, uh, he recorded 53 tackles, 14 pass breakups, four interceptions, two fumble recoveries, and one forced fumble. The guy's a see-ball, get-ball type of player. And look, Indiana needs that. They need guys on that side of the ball that just want to hit somebody, want to make a play, and want to go after the football. And I think Henderson is going uh, to be that. He had other offers from James Madison, Coastal Carolina, uh, Eastern Michigan, Um, In some of those other schools as well. So he's the 63rd prospect out of the state and number 250 safety in the country. So we'll see, right? It may not be like the biggest breaking news to commitment right now, but I think you, again, I think you got to take what you uh, can get. Also, this has not a whole lot to do with Indiana, but we were totally fooled about the former Ohio State quarterback, Kyle McCord, we all thought he was going to Nebraska, and then all of a sudden he says, yeah, I'm going to Syracuse. Good luck, man. I, I thought he was going to stay in the Big Ten. I thought Indiana was going to have to see him, but uh, I guess not, and best of luck to him going to Syracuse, and yeah, okay. I wasn't overly impressed with it. not that Indiana was-, was looking for him or anything. I don't think the Hoosiers were, were kind of in any of those talks, but just kind of, kind of a random thought that I guess kind of had about something that happened over the weekend just kind of I don't know <laughs> just just so random right he was supposed to go to Nebraska and then all of a sudden uh he decides to go to go to Syracuse uh one more thing before we close out um you had Indiana's running back uh Trent Holland who uh pulled his name out of the transfer portal which this isn't a very common trend a lot of times, right? You don't see people enter their name, look around and then not find anything and then come back. And it's always a weird thing too. It's like, well, you you wanted to leave bad enough to go into the portal, but since you didn't find anything, you decided to come back. And and look, I don't think that's the situation here with a new head coach. I think you kind of have to to let that play out and see how that happens. But, um, you know, redshirt sophomore um, and, and maybe some, I know he didn't get, much on the field, but like, I don't know, maybe you bring out, you bring back a guy into Indiana who's already been here. I think that says something. I think it speaks volumes. And, and I think it shows that he trusts the new coaching staff and is willing to, to take a risk, take, take a shot and see what happens there. So signing day coming up early signing day this Wednesday, of course, the regular signing day in February, we'll get into that and my thoughts on that as we go throughout the week, but we are out of time here on today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. We've got multiple basketball games this week. we got a lot to talk about coming up over the next week or so. As we get around Christmas and we get around the New Year's, we'll have some fun shows. Right, we'll start talking about our Christmas wish list and our, and our New Year's Eve, our New Year's resolutions, Right, what Indiana and Indiana fans may want. We may do some social media and uh, YouTube comment stuff, engagement stuff with that. As well. So, speaking of social media, follow us on X, right on the former Twitter, at Locked On Hoosiers. To search L O underscore Hoosiers, you'll find us there. Um, you can also be sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. We're on the way to two thousand subscribers, and if you're on the audio platforms as well, thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you. Tomorrow will be a preview episode for Indiana basketball's upcoming game. We'll have a lot to talk about there, and so we're looking forward to that. And so, until then, Hoosier fans, stay safe.